I like how I'm separating my notes out in a different window. Like there's notes, like there's actual <laughs> notes. <laughs> like... That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> what I think, first of all, ow, and second of all, ow, are very articulate. Thank you. <laughs> It's very Ben Solo of you. <laughs> Never ever compare me to Ben Solo again, or I'll end your life. <laughs> I will hop on the first flight to California. Wait till after I'm vaccinated tomorrow and four weeks from now and we're good <laughs> and then two weeks after that <laughs> anyway <laughs> so <laughs> maybe may <laughs> can you pencil us in for june <laughs> pencil my murder in for june <laughs> okay all right anyway we're gonna actually do a podcast now Welcome to episode 53 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by our other lovely host, Jeth. What's up? And then we don't... Oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we're... we don't talk about Star Wars anymore. It's fine. No, fuck it. <laughs> about Star Wars. Um, but we're also joined by, basically, who is also another honorary co-host at this point, uh, Ash. Hello. <laughs> it's been it's one been... episode since the people have talked with you. <laughs> it's not like we talk four or five times a week. On <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Ash and I are very codependent on each other and talk almost <laughs> daily. <laughs> That'd be just ridiculous. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, it's not something I talk about when they therapist. <laughs> well at least i'm not the only one <laughs> we should uh we should uh sign releases for jennifer and michelle so they can compare notes and gina if gina wants in so they can all probably <laughs> they probably just sit around and be like what the fuck is up with all of these people <laughs> do you know what star wars twitter is like yeah. what is that <laughs> yeah i um... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been literally one episode since y'all have heard from Ash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, um, we really, 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 really want to talk about WandaVision, like literally everybody and their mother is doing. And we can't talk about WandaVision without talking to Ash. Um, yeah. One, because Scarlet Witch and Vision are two of your favorite Marvel characters. And two, um, it makes you sad. 
and three. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to me cry on your podcast. That's why I'm yeah. here. What's wrong with that? I cry on my own podcast enough. I, I, so, you know. I have not once heard you cry on Rogue Padron. Not on Rogue Padron, no. I cried plenty of times on Skyhopper. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sure you were close to tears in the episodes that you had to be Rogue Leader for Yeah, I've almost Dark cried Empire. from frustration at Rogue Padron. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Me too. I've never been on Rogue Padron. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, um, the the title of our notes is uh, Make Ash Cry Time. So mm-hmm. it's time to make Ash cry. Look, Ash made us cry for our Mandalorian episode. Yeah. It's only fair. It's only fair. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. Oh, how the turntables. The only thing I know how to do is make sad headcanons, play Tetris, eat hot chip, and cry. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think there... Well, okay, I guess there's some Star Wars news because Del Rey canceled their Mando book. Oh. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, because they were like, with the ever-growing universe of the Mandalorian, we have canceled this book. And it's like, man, that sucks. Because wasn't it going to be written by a person of color? I think so, yeah. I don't exactly... Let me look that up. But it's they just said like, they've, they've hired him for another job, I think. Okay. I mean, like, I don't, at the end of the day, don't really mind. Um, but it is still a bummer because I want more Mando. It's an interesting choice because I don't feel like that's held them back else in other cases. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird. I mean, Resistance Reborn true. is literally like, has nothing to do with the rest of Sky. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not canon at this point. No. No. Sadly. I mean, Ray and Rose. Or is Rise of Skywalker not canon? I vote that way. <laughs> no. The best part about Rise of Skywalker is you don't ask any questions, it doesn't give you any answers, and it's a fucking chaotic two-and-a-half-hour movie. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) I think this guy... I think this guy is literally just a white guy. Yeah, he is. He's a white guy. (laughs) Just kidding. Never mind. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Move along. (laughs) (laughs) Move along. Move along. Nothing to see here. I I, I saw a lot of people like convinced it was like a Cara Dune book, which I don't think is the case. I doubt that. They're just like reprioritizing. And and, like, okay, like um, here. All right. Listen. We're not saying we don't want anything to do with Cara Dune. Like, I wouldn't mind getting, like, comics or, like, a book that features, like, that has Cara Dune part of it eventually, you know? But, like... I honestly wouldn't mind a recast. Oh, dude, like, that I think, too. Exactly. I think the character I, is is pretty great. Just exactly. Just Toronto's scumbag. So, like... And she sucks at acting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You recast her, I'm fine, you know? Recast her with Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you. Who are we? Oh, who did we decide that we're casting Don Cheadle as? T- uh, uh, Tyler Perry in The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you are part of I, our I, Discord. I, okay. I fucking love that now we have to be like, like 40 years from now, kids in American history class will be like, and this happened with the British royal family, and Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry was there. <laughs> was 
Tyler Perry. There's a little like box in the textbook that's like <laughs> Tyler Perry bio, famous for films such as Medea. Yeah, Medea. Fucking Medea. The Medea Cinematic Universe. <laughs> The plot twist I didn't see coming, let me tell you. I did, I did not have that on my Oprah with Harry and Meghan bingo card. Um, <laughs> I have Perry. a straight face talking about this because she's a pro. I would not have been able to have a straight face. They had to live at Tyler Perry's house. <laughs> they couch surfed at Tyler Perry's house. Imagine being a whole prince of England. <laughs> having to couch surf at Tyler Perry's house. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I guess the press didn't think, like, oh, you know, we're looking for Prince Harry and Meghan. Like, (laughs) known best friend of Prince Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, we're talking about the Oprah with Harry and Meghan interview in which they had to stay at Tyler Perry's house for like three months um, while they before they bought a house in Los Angeles <laughs> because Charles cut him off. Um, but then we were we were joke talking in the LBT Discord about like oh, who do you think they'll cast as Tyler Perry in the crowd? Um, and it's too obvious to just cast Tyler Perry as himself, so we said Don Cheadle um, because. The next most obvious choice. Right, exactly. exactly. And then the conversation went further as if as to if they ever need to get a new corpse for Prince Philip, because this one is kind of on its last leg, um, they could recast Prince Philip with Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> like in real life not like in the crowd yeah. oh no 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 like legitimately like I, that would he would just be prince philip like no questions asked that's just that is the duke of edinburgh i hadn't like i'm not super into like the british royal family stuff so I'd, i haven't actually ever like i don't think i've ever recently seen a picture of prince philip and i saw one the other day and i was like that can't be what he looks like right <laughs> that man is um <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't died at this point. Like, I think... Who is he worshipping? And can I... Whose blood is he injecting into his veins? Commonwealth. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, I just want to know how much his necromancer makes. Because that that man, there's... Why? How is he alive? (laughs) I mean, like, the queen is old, too, but at least she doesn't look like that. (laughs) Is he okay? No. Take him out back and shoot him. What is he even, like, bringing to the table at this point? Like, (laughs) Continued racism and Nazi family members. Like, like his sisters were married to high-ranking Nazi party members. Like, we can get rid of him. Um, obviously we don't talk about Star Wars on this podcast anymore. I was about to say, I love getting invited on your Star Wars podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about the British royal family, and I guess we'll talk about WandaVision. But... <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's talk about WandaVision, because that's all we care about right now. Um, in the notes, in our notes, um, our three-point notes with 
just a couple of, of sub points. Uh, the first point is, first of all, ow. And the second is, second of all, ow. Mm-hmm. So third of all, Marvel, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> honestly. honestly. Um, but I mean, okay. If you haven't finished WandaVision at this point, what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, second of all, spoiler f- warning for the entirety of WandaVision and any Marvel and, property we and see the, fit and, and the MCU. Uh, yeah. Raise your hand if you went and watched like the entirety of the MCU after you saw episode eight of WandaVision. Yeah, we're all three of us are raising our hands. <laughs> I... That's why I was on Twitter. It's not because I was in school. It's because I was watching movies like for five days straight. <laughs> I unfortunately succumbed to uh having uh, re-watching age of ultron yeah how dare marvel make me want to re-watch age of ultron right <laughs> it's civil, it. war. civil war is terrible it is a terrible movie it's Good. not that bad i, I like <laughs> i like one scene in civil war and it's the scene with wanda and vision where vision's like cooking for her. that's oh. the only and i said it at the time i said it in 2016 and i'll say it again now that's the only redeemable part of <laughs> I also like oh, Spider Man. Yeah. That's about it. Everything yeah. else sucks. Spider-Man. I kind of forget he's in that movie. <laughs> I did. I forgot too, and I was like, "Oh, this is the movie that he gets introduced in." So T'Challa too. Like, oh, I totally yeah. forgot about it because I blocked that movie out of my memory. Yeah. Anyway, but I rewatched Age of Ultron, and no, I'm not proud of it. Uh, yes, I still fucking hated it. <laughs> I um, think Age I of Ultron's Josh got Eden. like like a couple of redeemable scenes. Mm. I don't hate that movie. There's like the the party scene is a favorite. Like that's always good. The hammer. This bitch everybody hates the Civil hammer. War, but doesn't hate Age of Ultron. There's definitely I, parts of of Age of Ultron that I absolutely hate. I feel but. like a solid like ten percent of Ultron is not bad, <laughs> and yeah. it's pretty much every scene with the twins. Like that's yeah. at least like I mean at the time I was so I was I saw that movie. I'm about to regret or, or admit something very embarrassing. I saw that movie like seven times in theaters, <laughs> but it was because I worked in a movie theater at the time and could go see it for free and was like 17 and didn't have anything to do. Uh, <laughs> so like I watched it a lot, but I pretty much only watched it for like the five minutes that Vision is in this movie and the five minutes that Scarlet Witch is in the movie, because I've been a fan of them since I was, like, eight. Wait, ex- um, so I need... I don't know this backstory. Explain, like, how this came to be. Like, your vision and Scarlet Witch love. Yeah, I, so, I don't know this. I started reading comics when I was eight. Um, because my library had, like, these Avengers omnibus comic things. Which were... Um, they were basically, like reprints of old comics but they were in black and white they weren't printed with color and there was like the entire like run of like west coast avengers from the 80s um and so i i my library had those so i read a lot of them and the arc that i happened to read was the era of avengers where vision and scarlet witch were on the team and Mm. they were like happy and together and married and i (laughs) like fell in love (laughs) And then it got all fucked up, but um, yeah. yeah, So I like fell in love with the characters, and uh, I fell in love with like the Wasp too. Was another Mm character. The Wasp Mm -hmm. is my like favorite Marvel character, Uh, and Monica Rambeau. Funnily enough, Mm. because at the time when I was reading comics or the comics I was reading, Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel. Yeah, 
And uh, she, I, I was always really mad that they made Carol Captain Marvel in the movies and the comics. Yeah. Because um, I was like, okay, what? Wh- wait, Monica Rambeau's about like, it, Monica Rambeau is infinitely better than Carol Danvers. What are we doing here? So mm-hmm. the fact that like she got to be in the show and got to like be like a major player made me really happy as well. So yeah, so this show really just like hit every single bullet point for me. I also yeah. really loved the Dick Van Dyke show. So it was like every week I was <laughs> like, here's a checklist of things. It's like, did they like here's a read show my- specifically for yeah. Ash? <laughs> it's like, did they like read my high school journal and go, we're going to make a show specifically <laughs> for Ash? But yeah, I've been a big, and then I, I uh, have always really loved uh, the Scarlet Witch. Uh, I, I started watching like the X-Men Evolution cartoon, which she's in, and she was like this cool goth chick with scary powers, and I thought she was really amazing. Oh. And uh, I read the, when I was like 13, I read the Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries, and that's where I kind of fell in love with the idea of them together. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been on the, the Vision and Scarlet Witch should get together in the MCU train since like that five seconds in Age of Ultron where he like picks her up and flies her at her. <laughs> yeah. I remember God. reading I remember reading Vision and WandaFic in twenty fifteen. Oh my god. <laughs> like before Civil War had even come out. Wow. Very I nice. just wanna say that this was the Marvel show that I was least interested in. I had nothing yeah. invested in this at all. I was just like, okay, it'll be cool. It's the first one. I want to watch it. It's my favorite. It's tied for first with Agents of Shield at this point. <laughs> like, I think yes. I think this is the best thing Marvel's ever done, and it's not even close. Yeah, like honestly, it's amazing. It's, it's honestly the best thing that they have put out to date. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's the most done ambitious what, thing too. Oh my god, yes, yeah, it's done what Agents of Shield has done for me in eight in nine episodes versus. Mm-hmm seven seasons so yeah yeah it's oh i'm still just blown away that they made this show work um because i mean the concept of it is pretty ambitious (laughs) and like oh yeah let's um explore a superhero's grief and trauma through sitcoms and you are also kind of like what the fuck is going on here kind of deal um, and they did it, and they did it so well. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, and we're, like, the type of fans, too, I think. Well, at least a lot of Marvel fans. Well, I feel like anybody that watches MCU films and any pop culture at this point is, like, I know something's going on. I'm invested, even though it's weird, and I don't understand what is happening, so I'm going to keep yeah. going. And then when you finally get to the reveals in episode four it's like oh okay like that was the thing i think that was like most fun about the show to me yeah was like i mean like abby was there when we would like on friday nights get on discord calls and be like what the fuck is happening yeah. <laughs> and talk like two hours straight like spitballing theories and stuff yeah it was amazing um and i feel like like the fact that marvel was able to like make the thing that I keep coming back to is as much as I love Vision and the Scarlet Witch, I know they were not the most popular MCU characters by, like, any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they were able to take two, like, relatively minor characters and make them, for a lot of people, like, the new emotional core of the MCU yeah. in nine yeah. episodes, I think is amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Like, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I never expected to care this much about 
vision. Like I had, I had a healthy level of care for, for Wanda, but like, I was always kind of just like very flippant about vision. Um, I still make the joke of just put him in a bag of rice. He's fine. But like, I was just like, why? The, the evil sorceress and her sentient vibrator, according to <laughs> the church. <laughs> I my friend sent me that like literally two days ago. I'm gonna pull it up in case you all are not. What is the listeners not? Are you not aware? (laughs) How are people not aware? Well, I mean, I guess that is pretty Jess and Abby and Ash humor. (laughs) It is. It's my Twitter name. Okay, (laughs) this is an actual fucking thing that somebody said. Wanda is a quote unquote hero who practices the dark arts. Her partner is vision. Her partner vision is painted red as the devil himself and is made of vibranium. <laughs> Sounds a lot like vibrator to me. Wanda vision is the story of an evil sorceress and her sentient vibrator. I would have been canceling my Disney plus subscription if I hadn't already done so over the Mandalorian, which is communist propaganda. <laughs> what? That is, I want to know the thesis of that statement right there first of all i love how it's just i I love how it's just peppered in at the end mandalorian please continue (laughs) please continue i want to know more yeah (laughs) evil sorceress and her sentient sentient vibrator beautiful what is vision if not a vibrator (laughs) (laughs) i hate that that's technically correct though (laughs) yeah oh my god so like ash comics wise like did this hit like all the notes for you because i know there's a lot of easter eggs like that they just were able i mean me and jared from my um from project tahiti my agents of shield podcast we did he did a whole like deep dive into like all the easter eggs and like how they made it work even though they didn't really like make it a part of the story necessarily I uh, I will say I'm not a big Easter egg. I don't pick it. I don't pick up on stuff like that because I legitimately can't remember. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I I keep kind of this thought just kind of keeps going around in my head. So if it's not super articulate, I apologize. But this is this show managed to do what 50 years of comics have fumbled the bag on repeatedly, which is make Wanda this incredibly fleshed out, fully realized character for like a little bit of context, right? Wanda in the comics, um, basically like since the 80s, she's been treated as like, oh, Wanda's crazy and she can manipulate reality. We don't know what to do with her. And there's two prominent stories um, that feature that as like a plot hook. One is called Avengers Disassembled, where Wanda basically... Let me see if I can like summarize this very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Wanda and Vision have two kids, Tommy and Billy. Uh, Vision gets destroyed. He t- gets turned into white Vision. This is in the comics. Uh, and then we find out that uh, Tommy and Billy aren't real. Um, Wanda has a little bit of a mental breakdown, attacks the Avengers, and they basically, like, Agatha Harkness actually wipes her memory of the whole thing ever happening, and just people just don't talk about it. And then years later, the Wasp is talking to Wanda, accidentally lets it slip that she had kids, and then Wanda, like, doesn't know how to process the information, uh, Mm -hmm. has a a breakdown again, and kills Vision, Hawkeye, uh, Ant-Man, and another Avenger that nobody cares about. Um... (laughs) And that's a story called Avengers Disassembled. Um, and after that, the Avengers kind of break up. And then, like, two years after that, there's a story called House of M, where basically Wanda is the main plot hook. 
but the whole idea is like Wanda's crazy and we need to kill her because we can't deal with her. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it's a lot of like, what are we going to do about the crazy woman over there? Um, but what this show actually managed to do is something that I've always known they could do. Uh, but comics, I don't think I've ever really wanted to go in this direction, which is like Wanda does some bad things. Wanda has a mental breakdown, but she's not a bad person because of it. She's able yeah. to like recover. And yeah. we actually get the story for the first time about this happening from Wanda's perspective. Mm. So like in those other comics, it's about like how people react to the things Wanda is doing. Uh, not so much about how, like how Wanda is reacting to what's going on around her. And she was like also really manipulated through the whole thing. Like they wiped her memory and did a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, and she wasn't treated the best. Uh, so this really for me is like everything I've ever known that this character could be in the comics and what I've wanted for her actually happening. And it was something I didn't think would ever happen. I thought the show, you know, cause mental health representation is not something that people get right more often than not. Yeah. So I love this show so much for the way that it handled Wanda. Yeah. And, and I mean, I it had to, Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just liked that it allowed her to, struggle with mental illness but it's not a character defect right mm. and at the end of the day it doesn't change it changes who she is but it doesn't make her a bad person she's still right. at the end of the day like lets everybody go the minute that she realizes that she's hurting people yeah and you know in the end like gives up everything to <laughs> help other people sorry <laughs> here we go congratulations you made ash cry <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. Oh, God. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and it had the potential for going very bad um, in terms of the way they talked about and used Wanda's mental health. And I thought they were going there Mm because I was like, why should I trust Marvel to do the right thing? (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what what has marvel given me that says like yes they will handle this appropriately especially after you've been reading comics your entire life and you've just yeah. seen for the past 50 years them treat wanda terribly i'm like i have no faith that this is gonna turn out yeah. okay yeah uh until episode eight and i was like okay <laughs> all right yeah. holy yeah. shit ugly cried Ugly <laughs> cry. It was not sobbing it was not a... with snot running down my face. Yep. Good God. Yep. I think it is very safe to say that we fucking adored <laughs> everything about WandaVision. <laughs> Almost everything. Actually, well, I don't have a whole lot of like nitpicky things I didn't like. I have one, I know. and it's uh, mm-hmm. Monica in the finale. I feel like yeah. probably oh, got more to do. Agreed. But I highly doubt that this is the last we'll see of her. Right. Also, also I, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I, w- I got very uncomfy um, when Hayward is, one, shooting at children, um, and then, two, <laughs> ends up being a black woman taking the shots, um, which or obviously I don't want. Kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't want two little white kids to get shot either, but, like, it's just optics. Yeah. Um, especially coming from, like, a, basically a, a super cop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That scene aside, so from what I understand production-wise, like, the finale was most likely affected by the pandemic. Like, um, Kat Dennings, there was a double in for her Mm. for that episode. Like, Like, she wasn't even in that episode because she was not 
available to, oh. to film. And so it's possible that a lot of a lot of the like weird, like it seems like their storylines were kind of cut off was affected by that. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they're going to be in other things. And so this is like a starting point for them. I do yeah, think good. it's a completely, I did see a, a, a concern that I think is also completely valid, which is Monica is one of the most prominent uh, black women we've seen in the MCU so far um, mm -hmm. outside of like the cast of black Panther. Mm -hmm. um, and her story is going to get continued in another thing where a white woman is leading it in Captain mm -hmm. Marvel two. We know that she's going to yeah. be in Captain Marvel two. Right. And that's a completely valid <laughs> concern yeah. to have. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. not great. I'm hoping this ends up getting to lead to more Monica Rambo stories, though. I hope like, I hope she gets to be Captain Marvel. I was gonna say I hope Captain Marvel ends up being her taking up the mantle yeah. of being it being the Captain Marvel is her. Monica <laughs> has uh, has led the Avengers. She led the Avengers actually for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be cool. Mm -hmm. I uh... <laughs> I love. That after weeks of theorizing and wondering and being like, well, they can't have just brought them in for a gag. Uh, Evan Peters being Pietro was just a gag. <laughs> it was just a boner joke. Was, yeah, was literally just. A I think it's it's so funny. Jared pointed out to me that Evan Peters. And what the I forget the the first name of the other actor, but Johnson Aaron is his Johnson? last name. Yeah. yeah, Peter Johnson Boner. It's all like a euphemism for for penis. It was like a very well thought out <laughs> dick joke, and I'm very into that. <laughs> I, and funny. I think it's like so. I know a lot of people are mad about it, and I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, it was fucking, I thought it was fucking hilarious but then I read a but then I read a fic where he actually is like X-Men Universe Peter and I was like oh I kind of like this idea uh -huh. <laughs> it's something they can easily retcon later if they want to yeah. sure and I mean like I think people have been like putting little things out there like well we never knew who Agent Wu had in witness protection kind of thing like he could be the person in witness protection especially because like how many people have uh, headshots of themselves with their names on the bottom, just hanging out in their attic. Like, and also, and also, um, Ralph Boner is definitely a a pseudonym that Pietro Maximoff would give himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I died, and like, we were subject to the oh well, like it has to be this or it has to be that because like when I was on your yours and charlie's podcast ponder vision we were we were like no they can't have brought in evan peters just for shits and giggles like there's something going on here like if they wanted to recast pietro they could have done anybody like they were just doing this they there's no way they could have done this as a funny haha and it's a funny haha -ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think the more invested people are, like, in being like, no, that has to be Peter Maximoff from the X-Men universe. Like, it's even yeah. funnier that it's just a boner joke. Well, didn't the Fox deal go through? It was, like, not it was own when this was already being yeah. written and in production. So it's like, that's not something that would have been happening yeah, realistically that, anyway. <laughs> the thing that makes me so angry more than anything else with the show is the amount of people that were like, this has to bring in the X-Men. This has to bring in the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, 
Or it's a Does show it? called WandaVision, and it's about Wanda and Vision. Right? Maybe yeah, it's like, just... Can we give a woman who is grieving her time to do that well, and, and that's... like make that meaningful? And yeah. That's the thing, too. It's like people were like, Reed Richards has to be in this. I'm like, why are we taking this show that's mostly yeah. female-led, by the way? Yeah. And trying to make it a backdoor pilot for some white dude. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. And, like, like, that's part of the thing, too, is, like, people twisted this this show into its, you know, like a backdoor pilot for X amount of things of, like, oh, all this is going to be is, like, haha, I understood that. Or, like, oh, it's that character when in like when like you were saying ash like no it's literally just a show about a woman and her gr- and her grief like sorry that this wasn't the backdoor for x-men or the fantastic four or mephisto you know a character that most casual people or, have no fucking idea about <laughs> or even the next doctor strange movie like everybody's yeah, yeah. You know, like, like everyone's that. like oh doctor strange is gonna show up at the end like why yeah he might have shown up. The, I at most thought he was going to show up and be like, "Hey, Wanda, I need your help with something." And that, and then what you like, Wanda <laughs> will return in Multiverse of Madness or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I think the stinger we got for her leading into Doctor Strange two at the end of this was better than anything that that. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It just frustrates me because yeah. people made this show like something that it wasn't, and then got mad when it ended up not being that, even though it never said that it was going to be that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it from the get-go was like, this is a woman tra- processing her trauma and her grief. That's our thesis, and it stuck through, and people were like, I don't think that's the thesis. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what frustrates me the most out of all of this, is that that conversation is taking away from the thematic conversation that we could be having more prominently (laughs) about what the show is actually about and how meaningful that is, especially right now during a pandemic when hundreds of thousands of people have died and nobody seems to care or it feels like nobody cares, at least that can actually do something about it. So, And and Wanda is such like a great character for that idea to be explored because she feels that nobody cares right she feels complete that she even says she's like i felt like crushing loneliness yeah and that's when this happened because where are the other avengers not here (laughs) sam and bucky are off doing whatever they're gonna do and it's not their fault right but it's like wanda feels like everybody that she was close like uh natasha's gone Mm -hmm. uh cap's gone Mm mm-hmm Hawkeye's being racist. Hawkeye has yeah. got his own shit. She's got to go deal yeah, with doing right. fuck all, whatever he's doing. Yeah. And those were her, the, and her brother, I mean, her brother's gone. Like, now yeah. Vision's gone. That's like everybody that she, and Tony's gone. Not that he was like her best no. buddy, but like, those somebody who she, she had. Maybe somebody she she could have talked to about Vision who would have understood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like, it seems like everybody else is treating Vision like he's just a robot. Yeah. When she knows right. he's not. Yeah. And the only people who did, Natasha, Steve, they're dead now. Yeah. Or not dead. Well, Steve's not dead, but he's a, he's Joe Biden now, so, you know, it doesn't. Wait a minute. He's Prince Philip now. He looks now. like Joe Biden. You can't tell me he doesn't he look, does like look like Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> yeah, he does look like Joe Biden. 
Oh, <laughs> I was making a really eloquent ju- eloquent thought until then. Until I said Steve would go bed. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm just rambling. I, I just have so no, many emotions. You're not, you're not at all. That was the point of this. We needed to get some shit out. Yeah. <laughs> There's no coherence in this episode. It's whatever the fuck we want to talk about, whenever the fuck we want to talk about it. Which I mean, like, is kind of just the consistency for LBT in general. <laughs> like if you come here for like professionally good podcasting what are you doing <laughs> sorry maybe, maybe not sorry people that have been leaving us one star reviews or one star they're rating ex- they're expecting something that we never promised them i'm seeing a theme here like <laughs> oh my god we're just two women with trauma leave us alone <laughs> we're just trying to process our trauma on this damn podcast much, and much like wandavision this show is about two women processing their trauma <laughs> oh god <laughs> is it not <laughs> Well, oh. I guess we have to change the Twitter bio. <laughs> Congratulations, Ash. You have given us one of the best Twitter bio materials. Um, you are now the second person who has because the other person is Danny, and we've been using their descriptions of our podcast for far too long. <laughs> and so now we do have Twitters, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just two women trying to process their trauma on a podcast. We never promised you anything different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, they didn't have to do that for us, but they did. But the thing I really liked about it, too, like, it's sad, but it's also hopeful. Mm. Like, there is... Wanda had to lose, like, her idealized life. But Vision is still out there, and her kids yeah. are probably still out there, too. Yeah. So, like, I I do think eventually everything is going to be okay. It's just going to be a hell of a time, like, getting there. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because it totally, like, I know everybody's been talking about how it goes through all of the phases of grief or whatever. And it's... It's that whole, like, you make up a story in your head when you've been through, a, you know, when you've lost someone or you've gone through trauma and you're just like, this is how the world is. And you have to let that go to, like, truly heal and move on and mm-hmm. be able to live your life. And it was just, oh, it's, like, so hard to watch somebody else do that and be like, I know what that's like. <laughs> to have to like tear everything down and lose what you feel like is your identity. Yeah, and, um, and it's like you have to let go of what you hoped would have happened oh, in order to like yeah, be able to move have, on. It's like you're not just grieving like the person that you lost. You're grieving what you could have had with them or what could have and, been. And I think the 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 story still works even if vision comes back right because there's something yeah. that i kept thinking about which the, about this is like when uh i'm disabled right i have several like health conditions mm-hmm. and there's something about the people in your life will grieve the person that you used to be and have to accept that this is the person that you are now mm-hmm. um because you're, you're not the same uh and the same thing with like mental illness and stuff like that like i'll never be yeah. the same person i was 10 years ago right and right, that's yeah. okay. And like part of, but you can like grieve someone without them dying, right? Oh, it's yeah. okay. And it's okay. And part of the process is learning to let go of what 
from both the personal level and the people around you let go of what you hoped would happen so yeah. you can like accept your new kind of normal in reality yeah. um so i think even if i've seen i've just seen a lot of people saying that like if vision comes back it's totally pointless which i don't think is the case right. um yeah. Well, and also, it's a vision who doesn't have any emotional investment in the memories that he has. It's he he has these memories, but they're not necessarily his. Like they're mm -hmm. like he hasn't experienced them. But it doesn't make it doesn't mean. Well, and this all goes into like her creating this reality too, where just because you have memories of somebody or you've experienced a certain thing doesn't mean it doesn't have emotional weight. Also, yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't invalidate that either. God, I love this but, show. <laughs> Ash, you were taught you were making a really, really beautiful point about like the task like so like there's an idea of um obviously there's the everybody knows the classic Kubler Ross five stages of grief. Um but there's like other theories on, on grief and mourning out there. Like um there's this person's uh, warden. It's like warden's tasks of mourning, and it's like the first one, you have to accept the reality of the loss. And then the second is um, processing through the pain of that grief. And the third is adjusting to an environment where that person is missing. And then the last one is finding like an enduring connection to that person while still continuing your life. Um, and I think, I think oh, wow. WandaVision hit every single one of those. <laughs> In yeah. a matter of episodes. Because, like, I mean, I don't think Wanda starts to accept the reality of her loss until, like, episode seven, maybe? Yeah. Like, Ugh. the reality that something is wrong here. Um, and then had to work through the pain of her grief all in episode eight. And, you know, having to let go of, of the Hex and her family and, you know, take on the mantle of Scarlet Witch. And now she's working through being the Scarlet Witch and then also going to go find her kids. And that's the thing that I think is going to be really exciting to see in the, fo I, I really like the idea of Wanda having to figure out who she is on her own before she can like, yeah. like her family yeah. can kind of come back together. Yeah. Like she's got to work through the things that she's got going on and kind of figure out who she is. Um, yeah. Because her life has kind of been defined by other people. Yeah. Like her brother, yeah. Vision, you know, she, that, even Agatha says it, what happened when Vision wasn't there to pull you back from the darkness? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, what does happen to her when yeah. she doesn't have Vision or she doesn't have her brother or she doesn't have a support system? Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm going to be really interested to see. We're probably not going to get it. It's probably going to be like super rushed and the kids will probably show back up at the end of like Doctor Strange 2 or something. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I was proven wrong with this show, so I probably will be proven wrong in the future. <laughs> Yeah, I'm now worried that all the other Marvel shows are just going to be a disappointment because this was just so yeah. it just I exceeded think, so many expectations. I think I was telling you, Abby, I was like, how are we supposed to go back to just regular MCU movies? After I, this? Don't, I don't want it like aliens and boom, boom and pew, pew. Yeah. Like I want more I was, cry, cry and yeah. <laughs> sitcoms. <laughs> I was just I was just going to say, like, we have to kind of we have like a week to put ourselves in the mindset that yeah. Winter Soldier and, and the, Fal the Falcon and Winter Soldier is just going to be another punch, punch, pew, pew. But we don't know that. I know. That's I hope they can be wrong. They go to couples therapy. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but also the line that Sam says about the shield being like, it's complicated, gives me hope that they're going yeah. to do justice to the fact that the black a, a black man is going 
could be Captain America and well, how complicated that is. So yeah. that. Well, uh, we know that U.S. Well, Agent is a character that's that is a great um, villain for that kind of an idea. U.S. Mm-hmm. Agent is like what right wing dipshits think Captain America is. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so comparing and contrasting that i think will be really interesting at least i hope they go there if they don't yeah. i'll be like what was the point yeah um, yeah i mean wandavision gave me everything that i've wanted from like uh y- you know like a big spectacles uh franchise like marvel or like star wars like every single time Ooh, hi chuck you're sitting under my desk um Every single time, like, we've been asked, uh, like, during a Q&A episode of, like, you know, what kind of Star Wars show or movie or whatever would you want to see? Jess and I are always literally, like, give us something where somebody's processing their grief and their trauma and their loss. And then Marvel was like, okay, here you go. It's not in the fandom <laughs> you wanted it in, but here you go. And we're like, can, uh, <laughs> can Mando season three just be... Eight episodes of Din trying to process losing Grogu. Oh, God. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I am sick of I am sick of fucking Disney Mar- Disney making dads that I fall in love with have to like let go of their children. Oh. Fuck them. Oh. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Too many good dads, Disney. I hate you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you and your good daddy material. <laughs> good dad and good daddy material. Yes. <laughs> Din Dejourn falls under and, both. <laughs> and in both the case of Din and Vision. <laughs> yes, Listen, that is I've, also always, I've always been on the Vision is Hot train. I'm just glad that people are now getting on there with me. <laughs> Look, I fully appreciate everybody's thirst <laughs> over what it, somebody tweeted this hot ass usb drive or whatever <laughs> like this fine ass usb drive fine ass usb drive i, I get it. very much so appreciated all of the vision memes <laughs> <laughs> those were great <laughs> It was very in line with like Chris Jamal Evans. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was very beautiful. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Bless Black Twitter, man. <laughs> I mean, he did look really good at that turtleneck, though. <laughs> I don't think I'm on a like a yeah, like I would easily bang vision train but like i could get down with the sickness you know <laughs> it's like you see where wanda's coming from yeah, I, I, I get it i get it <laughs> there's no judging here <laughs> but yeah oh my god one of the things i'm really glad that they like ditched from the, like a big element of their relationship in the comics is that people like hated them being together oh. it was a very obvious allegory for an interracial relationship at the time Ooh. um i'm glad they ditched that because doing that with two white people just doesn't hit the same <laughs> nah and i've and i always thought that i understand why vision is played by paul bettany and i think vision played by paul bettany is amazing but i always thought it'd be good if a black act just because of the context of that character mm. a lot of the stuff that he in, uh, endured was an allegory for racism and things yeah uh, like back in the mm. 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, not that Paul Bettany isn't great or anything. I just was kind of, yeah. like, you know. 
Yeah. No, Paul I get Bettany that. was great. He's so funny. Dude, him and Elizabeth Olsen, like, their range was just... Yeah. Oh, I was... It was, it was a fun ride. It was yeah, also clear that they were having fun. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. Like, I love seeing, like, actors clearly having a good time with their source material. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was clear, well, like, whoever was writing and directing these episodes, it was Matt Shackman who was directing them, but, uh, like, yeah. loved sitcoms and loved, like, the language yeah. of sitcoms and stuff. Well, he yeah. started in sitcoms and then moved on to, like, super, like, Game of Thrones and, like, that kind of stuff. Oh. So he was kind of the perfect person to direct wow. this series, like, being able to move between both worlds, kind of. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. Um, what was like the your favorite sitcom style that was used in one of it? I, I know what yours is, Ash. I mean, <laughs> but like, which one was like the ones y'all appreciated the most? Well, I'll just say, I'll just say mine. It, yeah. it was the Dick Van Dyke Show episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my like relationship with the Dick Van Dyke Show. I'm about to get very sappy, so brace yourselves. Um, yes. I my relationship with the Dick Van Dyke Show is like when I was 14, I think. Uh, I was going through, like, one of the worst, like, mental health periods I've ever been in my entire life. One of the things I did to, like, cheer myself up was watch the Dick Van Dyke show. So, needless to say, this show... (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) Hit me like a freight train. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The show was really, like, fuck you-ish. And that, uh, the the Dick Van Dyke episode was just so, like, true to the spirit Mm -hmm. of that show. And Paul Bettany was getting his... The mannerisms were correct, and it was just amazing. Yeah, had a classic like, yeah. like show plot. It was great. Yes. Yep. And the very classic, like the, the very classic humor. Like mm-hmm. they just nail it. They on it. They nailed every single era that they had an episode in. Like there really were no weak links. Just I guess like personal favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think fit. Family ties because the fucking mm. theme song. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, this is going on way too long, and I am here for it because this yeah. is exactly what I remember. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I also love that they didn't like lean away from the sappy stuff, right? Like, oh, yeah. I want a framed picture of Baby Vision. <laughs> Kid vision, like wearing the hat uh, next to the blackboard. It's just like <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was a specific homage, but I do really like the uh w- within that title sequence for the the eighties, late eighties, nineties episode, um, was like the four of them, Vision, Wanda, and the kids, like at a picnic and like running around and stuff like that was very full house. Um, and apparently, people are just learning that Elizabeth Olsen is the younger sister of Mary Kate and <laughs> Ashley Olsen. Billy just learned that on Friday of last week. He's like, Elizabeth Olsen. Wait, is she is she related to the Olsen twins? I'm like, she looks exactly like them. How could you miss right. that? <laughs> like, no, nah, really, like, their parents went copy paste. Like, she right. looks exactly looks exactly like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Their genetic oh. material is very strong, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> None of them have kids, right? I don't think the no. twins don't have kids. That's no, say. twins definitely don't. don't have kids. They have a fashion line. That's what they have. Is it Mary Kate married to like the French prime minister's 
brother or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like Elizabeth Olsen truly, like, if you would have told me, hey, the most famous Olsen sister, like, 15 years ago, it's gonna yeah. be, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley's little sister, I'd be like, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's so good, though. Like, deservedly yeah, so. Have you seen It Takes Two? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Uh, her, her ex-husband was Ooh. the half-brother of a former president of France. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, not is that Ashley Olsen married? No, she's not. Gossip. What you're you're not <laughs> up to date on your Mary Kate and Ashley news? <laughs> yeah, a fake fan. Excuse me. <laughs> my, oh my God. best friend and I growing up used to play Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. I was always Mary Kate. So you know, I'm Asian, so I didn't do that, but I enjoyed their <laughs> films. <laughs> I went outside, so I <laughs> I knew my place. <laughs> oh my god! I was just like, here's a sweet, cute little anecdote from my childhood, and the both of you were like, shut the fuck up, bitch. No one cares. Remember on the first episode of Last Beautiful Town where I apologized to you for being an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when our friendship was wholesome? <laughs> oh, no. God. It was like one day. It was for one day. And we were like, oh, I don't want to make you sad. I'll never step on your toes. And now we're just oh like, I fucking hate you. Speaking of shutting the fuck up, uh, everybody who was talking about how Wanda is the, the villain of this show <laughs> before the, the eighth episode. They're still the fuck fucking up. doing it. They're still doing it. Yep. They're still like, Wanda's gonna be the villain in phase four. Or whatever Why? fucking phase we're in. Because people yeah. are stupid. <laughs> well, and they're like, oh, like, because cause you get a bit of uh, Doctor Strange's theme at the end, um, in the end oh. credit scene. Um, but that. it's, yeah, but it's a little, like, darker, I guess. Um, and people are like, this means she's the villain in M- M- Multiverse of Madness. And I'm like, no. I The thing that I... Okay, there's such a fucking double standard how people treat Tony Stark and Wanda. Ugh. Wanda's been a bad thing. She doesn't de- deserve redemption. Tony Stark, though, you know, he made up for it. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> Tony Stark did war crimes. Tony Stark drew, On purpose. Like, yeah. Have y'all watched the uh, first Iron Man film recently? Because it does not age well at no. all. At no. At all. It's real bad. <laughs> For many reasons. Like, also, Tony like like nuked the entire like nuked Sokovia. Yeah. Made Ultron. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and he wasn't and sorry also, about it. No. <laughs> At least he had Wanda one movie. Like, I'm sorry, I trapped you in my fake world. He had one uh, movie in Civil War where he was like, "I feel very guilty about this, so I'm going to let the government control everything now." But then we're never going to talk about it ever again. <laughs> right. Right. But even then, it's like, that's not the best plan if you feel guilty about something is let the white supremacist governments of the world take over who they yep. think these superpowered humans should be saving. I just, <laughs> that seems and, like 
we're full circle back to like the British monarchy right here. <laughs> like yeah. the thing that drives me insane is people keep going, Oh, Wanda's gonna like break the multiverse and Doctor Strange is gonna have to like pull her out of it. I'm like, have we considered that maybe Doctor Strange is the one who's gonna fuck up with something? Right. And Wanda's gonna show up and be like, Hi, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm the Scarlet Witch more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Hi right. Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what's up, Sorcerer Supreme? Bitch. I'm the Scarlet Witch. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you. Oh. Uh, yeah. The fact crazy. that she didn't even need to be taught how to astral project. Yes. Queen. <laughs> that just came naturally, or she bitch just read it in a, a book and was like, I. <laughs> bitch, put up runes in the hex that she didn't even know was a thing until an episode ago that <laughs> yeah that morning what and is like it, what she's is it that Agatha says she has no coven no need for incantation like yeah you can just oh, do yeah. that she can just fucking <laughs> do whatever she wants <sighs> we love that I, Wanda has always been more powerful than Doctor Strange but I'm glad that the, they straight up were yeah. like yeah she's more powerful than Doctor Strange shut the fuck up you nerds yeah. like <laughs> Oh my god. Um, can we talk about that scene where her flashback is, she's like in Hydra, the Hydra base or whatever and she's mm. encountering the Mind Stone? Because uh, I didn't notice this until people started pasting together the 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 stills from that scene of where she sees herself in the Mind Stone and you can see the reflection in her eyes and it's like her, it's like this self, you know, actualization moment uh, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Billy, when we were watching it, was like, is this why, like, her and Vision have a connection? Is because, like, she sees a part of the Mind Stone? And I was, I started fucking crying. So I was like, oh, you're, I well, I mean, she tells him you're the piece of the Mind Stone. I know, and then they say me. that. <laughs> I broke. And that's what I think, like, if we ever get, I think the White Vision thing is going to resolve itself relatively quickly, if I'm yeah. being perfectly honest. And I think, like, the way that they're going to do that is, like, White Vision is going to roll up and be like, I I remember you, but I don't have any of the feeling associated with it. And and he can do something being like, can you, like, feel me? Can you, like, because I remember this. Oh, and then the piece of the Mind Stone that's inside of Wanda, she'll put back in Vision. And then Vision can have the memories of Westview and stuff. Oh, Ash. This was not supposed to be this way. <laughs> First of all. You brought it up. First of all, I hate you. Second of I all. I love you too, buddy. I hate you. We're supposed oh to be making God. you sad. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I how did you think this was going to go? I know. We should have known better. Oh, my God. I appreciate the fuck out of everybody who are, like, constantly reminding, like, everyone that the scene between Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany in Infinity War, like, where she has to kill him was improvised. Um, like, they gave him the kind of vibe that they wanted, and they were like, go for it. Oh. And so I can only feel you, like, Vision repeating that back to Wanda after she said it earlier in the film in their very romantic moment in Scotland. Because you can have that first moment that I just feel you, visions, I just feel you, I can't feel you. <laughs> and then, like, you can have, because what? Rule of threes, right? You got to wrap it around. Yeah. And then oh Wanda can God. be like, I just feel you. Or Vision can say it, either one. <laughs> Dude. But, like, like, 
Oh, I'm just imagining Paul <laughs> Bettany being like, I only feel you. And like everybody just being like, shit, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, oh my God. Paul and Bettany then- really gets the emotionally torturous lines. Yeah. In there. Oh God. What is- <laughs> A thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. What is love <sighs> if not grief per- grief persevering i saw like a fucking gift set where somebody put a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts in just different scenes of wanda and vision (laughs) (laughs) it was i don't like it i have a little whiteboard in my office like a calendar whiteboard in my office at work and i always have like there's a little section i have that i put a quote of the month um and so this month's quote is, what is grief if not love persevering? Because <laughs> apparently I just want to make myself sad all the time. All the time. It's, just, it's such a beautiful line. The yeah. way that that line like resonated with people, I think, like my grandma was telling me that her like friends on Facebook were posting that quote. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the way I, she said it was, I saw a quote from your boy on Facebook. <laughs> Your boy. I was like, who's my boy? This could mean so many things. And she was like, you know, your robot boy. And I was like, Vision? She's like, She's Which like, boy? You know, the one on your desk. Vision. <laughs> Yay. Oh my god. Your oh boy. God. <laughs> what? what up? It's me, your boy Vision. Your boy Vision. Yeah, the the way that line resonated with literally everybody and their mother was really beautiful. Like, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with, like, this show serendipitously came out at the perfect time where the entire world is in a stage of grief uh, and mourning, you know, everybody in various spots. The U.S. still very much so in denial, apparently. Um, But, I mean... This is whether you've lost somebody uh, due to COVID or, you know, you you haven't been like personally affected by it. Everybody's lost something in this pandemic. I mean, it is a global trauma like we've never really seen before. I mean, like I can't tell you the amount of people who come in to get like assessments and be like, I none I never had these symptoms until like and i'll be like oh okay so like when did you notice this happening and they're like oh march 2020 and Mm -hmm. like the amount of people that we're gonna see in the next couple of years getting like ptsd diagnoses because of covid is gonna be huge and so to have that line come out in a time when it did was really beautiful and i know it was entirely on accident obviously but it's just like think I'll have that quote stuck in my head forever. Same. I think I, a lot of people just never heard it articulated that way. Yeah. Because I'd heard a variation of, like, grief is love with nowhere to go. Like, that's one same. that I was told. But that's yeah, a very, same. like, pessimistic outlook. Yeah. Grief is love persevering yeah. is a more optimistic one. I think maybe yeah. that's why it connected so much with people. Yeah. I saw someone tweet to the fact that like the way that Wanda processed this was like going back to like her comfort shows, her sitcoms yeah. that she loved so much. It's like, dude, that's so fucking relatable too right now. It's like that's all we've been doing. Right? Like God. 
can't tell you how many comfort fandoms I've revisited during the course of the pandemic. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, let's regress to 2012, Abby, and want to read, like, 2012 Avengers fic. <laughs> when they all lived in a tower? Yeah, they all and lived in Tony's tower. And parts for some reason? And Clint Barton was, was always in rafters. For some day. reason, Darcy also lived there because she had to be the self-insert. Um... <laughs> I love like that Loki Darcy somehow like, had a floor. I love that Darcy is kind of the audience insert in WandaVision. She's the one that's like watching the show and going, oh, cute. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, way to go, Darcy, keeping up your tradition of being the self insert. <laughs> Good for you, Darcy. I oh. loved her. I love Jimmy Woo. Oh my God. Please, please, please give Jimmy Woo more chances to come back. He has colson's dad energy and i'm here for it <laughs> we need we always need a character that has dad energy like that yeah i also need yeah. monica rambo to be in literally everything at this point oh yeah. my god i want the three of them together all the time they make okay. such a great trio can we talk about monica really quick because the fact that she disappeared in the snap came back found out her mom was dead <sighs> Yeah. In the hospital because she's just like, oh, she's fine. She came out of surgery and then had to go back and realize that her, the guy who took over her mom's legacy was a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. girl. Yeah. And I mean, get this girl some therapy. Right. Like, <laughs> and but I mean, like, also kind of going back to the, to, you know, the processing grief conversation is that we get two different styles of, of two different women working through their grief um and like monica's happens a little bit quicker than than wanda's does but i mean like hers was literally pushing through and persevering like what is grief and not love persevering and you know re being able to re-empower herself and then literally becomes a fucking superhero for it yeah um well, and it's I feel really like beautiful. Wanda has already tried that. Like when she yeah. lost her brother, she did the whole Avengers thing and yeah. she was able to find a family and find something meaningful and find the love of her life. And then it's like, well, why? Who the fuck cares at this point? Like, I may as well just fucking create a world and do whatever the fuck I want because yeah. none of it matters. Like, yeah, I feel that. I think the thing that really like stuck out to me with this is there's two. It's two people grieving in completely different ways. Wanda mm -hmm. in a not so healthy way. Monica in a, in a, in a significantly more healthy way. I feel like that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Monica is actually like, like you said, facing that scene where she's pushing through the hex. That's her literally yeah. facing her grief and her past like head on so she can move forward. And yeah. she becomes like a literal, like a new person, <laughs> not like yeah. li not yeah. a totally new person, but she gets powers. Whereas Wanda retreats, escapes, ignores it, tries to pretend that everything's okay. But the show never really says that one of them is bad for grieving in the way yeah. that they've chosen. It's like yeah. one is grieving and it's not healthy, but it's also understandable. Right. Right. And it never paints Monica as like this jerk who's like, well, I got over my dead mom, so get over your dead boyfriend. You know, like, right. It's, right. Monica well, I mean, is, is always understanding of Wanda, like straight to the yeah. end. And even Monica even says, she's like, if I had your powers, mm -hmm. I would have done the same thing too. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, uh, that's a fantastic point of, like, no, there's no competition, like, and, and 
yes, they make it very, very clear that this is a very unhealthy way for Wanda to grieve and work through her, like process through her trauma and stuff like that. But like, they also don't, they never posit that she's a bad person for it. Like, is it unhealthy? Did she do real harm? Yeah. And she's, she apologizes. She's going to have to work on repenting for that in the form of like trying to figure out and understand her powers. Um, but like, and I don't think that they let her off the hook for that. Like as she's no. walking through the town at the very end, everybody's like, fuck you. Like yeah. I was trapped in your mind and in, in your grief for yeah. weeks. Like they don't just say, they oh, also fine. make it, but they also make it clear that it was not malicious. There's that line right, she says yeah. to Agatha where she's like, that's the difference between you and me. You did this on purpose. Yep. Like, yeah. and the second like Wanda sees that people are like, the people are like, you're in my head. Your nightmares are a nightmare. She's like, okay, I'm going to get you out and knocks the hex down. And she yeah. only brings it back up when like her children are literally disintegrating in front of her. Right. Which is a little, it's completely understandable if you ask me. Like, yeah. Right. But yeah. in the end, she lets them go too. And she doesn't really hesitate. Yeah. Right. Like, and you know, oh. Vision's like, it's time. And she goes, okay. Yeah. You know? And like vision saying something along the lines of like you made it right for everybody but not for us and wanda is very much so resigned and like not for us not for us and it's really beautiful because it's a huge growth from you know episode one to now of like i don't know they never demonize her for it even then just like i think it was like episode five right where they're like arguing where's that yeah I don't even remember where they're Four arguing. Five, one of them. Yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck? Like, this is this is you're doing this, yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't like it. Like, I can't remember anything. I'm not me, right? And no one ever says Wanda's it. actions were okay. Yeah, no. Um, even Wanda doesn't say, think Wanda's actions are okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, they also they also make it very clear of like she unfortunately had a unhealthy and very poor way to grieve but she made it through and that's what was important and like it's okay at the end of the day like she got through her grief process and there's no like i would also like to point out that she didn't have the resources to know how to do that either yeah like yep there wasn't, I mean, as far as we know, there's no Avengers therapist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not like up. there was, it's not like even Abby, if some, you would be equipped to deal with this yeah. kind of grief, like on a yeah. supernatural scale. Like, that's a completely different yeah. ballgame of having your, your husband, your vibrator husband come back (laughs) and then you have to watch him die twice like yeah Yeah, and i think the show is very clear about the fact that she had the point isn't that you know the the thing wanda had to kill me right like that's Mm -hmm. when vision's talking talking to darcy the emphasis on that situation is darcy saying and she had to watch him do it again yeah Yeah. right so like she had to kill you but then she had to watch her too yeah, and she did that because she loves you, <laughs> and yeah. she wanted to save the world, but yeah. that choice in the end didn't matter, but she would still remember it. She would still remember feeling Vision as she's, like, killing him, blasting the life out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's something that I was, like, thinking a lot about after, like, the second time I watched the finale 
was like when Agatha has like released everybody from their their Wanda haze, um, and they're like all you know, ah, explaining to her like. <laughs> I'm traumatized now and stuff like that. Like, let me see my kids. And, you know, Agatha is like taunting her and says something along the lines of like, this isn't what a hero, like a superhero does. Heroes don't torture people. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, never once do I feel like Wanda actively like, chose, I mean, yes, in Age of Ultron does she actively choose to join the Avengers? Of course. Um, There's a whole scene where she is given the option of like, if you don't want to, that's okay. I'll go get your brother and he'll get you out of here. But if you walk out that door, you're an Avenger kind of thing. But like, Wanda never asked to be a superhero like a lot of the other Avengers did. Um, Yeah. I mean, like you think, like if we're going to talk about uh, like the you know, connection of having German scientists experiment on you. Like Steve volunteered for that. He volunteered to become Captain America. He wanted to be. And Wanda did too, but she probably didn't know what that would mean. Exactly. Well, and also now there's the implication that she had those powers to begin with. And that wasn't her choice. Well, I think like the implication is she had them. She was born with them and, I think Agatha says something to the effect of like the Mind Stone intem- intensified yeah. what uh, yeah. would have died on the vine or something like that. Right. Yeah. I just like I, I I think that's such a huge part of Wanda's storyline is like this her trying to understand what it what it is to be a hero like a superhero, but like the way in which like people like Steve, for example, again like that's just not Wanda like his style of being a superhero, but also like her continuously trying to fit that mold. And then every single time she tries to something shitty happens, her brother yeah. dies. Uh, things she kills people. She, gets, she blows people up. Yeah. Right. And, and then the and world then says, should she even have a right to exist? Even though more people right. would have died if she hadn't have done something. Exactly. Yeah. Like the Sokovia Accords are partly due to, what happened in Lagos and stuff like that. And so like Wanda is then created a war criminal and she's just like, she's never asked for these powers to begin with, never really seemed to have a true hold on them until much later in the MCU. In civil war, it's especially frustrating because Clint is the one that's like, Hey, you want to make amends for this? Come be a fugitive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's always frustrated me. Mm hmm. Again, that's yeah. why I'm really excited to see what Wanda's like without the influence. And I hope Doctor Strange 2 isn't just like Doctor Strange mentoring Wanda or yeah. something. Um, no. Yeah. God, I, don't I know. hope not. God, this show is so good. Had no right being this good. I hate that no. it got me excited about Marvel again. I know. <laughs> How dare they make me want to watch a Doctor Strange movie? <laughs> that's how they they made me you. watch Age of Ultron. I'm mad about it. Benadryl Cucumber Patch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked about the twins. I feel like we need to talk about the the mini moths. I love those boys so much. They're so good. I loved them a lot, and then Ashley told me that they were like big queer representation within the comics. I was and gonna I was say, like, just kidding, I'm obsessed with those boys. <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy is bi and Billy is gay. Yeah. 
Billy has a husband. Billy huh. has a husband, yeah. Tommy's got a boyfriend MC- now, too. The MCU could fucking never. The MCU and gave us probably- Gay Joe Russo and said, that's a day. <laughs> God. <laughs> They're like, that's representation is Gay Joe Russo. If they bring Billy back and don't make him gay, that'll be the... the oh. I'm sure coffin. <laughs> to Kevin Feige's office being like, Hey there, demon. It's me, your boy. <laughs> well, like, Billy is one of the most popular Marvel characters in part. Actually, I would say a huge part of the reason that he is. Yeah. And the reason the Young Avengers is so popular is because it's it's queer representation. Yeah. Um, uh, there's even a joke in one of the new Avengers runs where <laughs> America uh, Chavez, who's a lesbian, uh, turns to one of the characters and goes, or, or, or uh, sorry, it's Kate, Kate Bishop Hawkeye, who's like, the second Hawkeye, it doesn't matter. She goes, wait a second, am I the only person on this team who's straight? <laughs> and she's looking around, and she is. Like, everyone is, it's, yeah. And it's amazing. And that comic means so much to so many different people. Yeah. Uh, that, that 2012 Young Avengers run. Um, yeah. Is it weird that, like, Kate Bishop is one of my favorite characters? This says a lot. <laughs> the token straight is one of your favorite characters? What the fuck? Shut up, Abby. Much to unpack. I mean, like, how many of our friends are actually straight? Jess? Jess. <laughs> It used to be me. That's it. it. used to be me yeah. and Jess, and then that, and then that went out the window. <laughs> that was the first thing we had to take back when you came back on the show. Ash is not straight. Jess will join the dark side one day. <laughs> actually that scene does have big you and abby energy because i think what happens is kate bishop says am i the only person on this team who's straight and america chavez says honey i've seen the way you looked at me you're not straight <laughs> that's beautiful I'm so happy. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> Beautiful. I I but yeah, I love Billy and Tommy. I love them so much. And if anything if bad I, happens to them, I'm gonna kill everybody in this room and then myself. If if anything happens to those boys, I'm stealing Kevin Feige's lunch money. Yep. I I'm giving Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is swirly. <laughs> I think they'll be okay. Yeah. They're, they're calling out to her at the end. They're screaming yeah. for help. So they're probably not okay at this exact moment. But eventually... <laughs> they're screaming out for help. They're fine. <laughs> they're fine. Okay. I feel like I haven't said a single intelligent thing on this podcast tonight. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but then I remembered that I got yelled at about that when I did that on Ponder Vision, where you said something a lot the same lines of like I haven't made a single intelligent thought this whole episode, and I was like, "Have you ever?" And then I guess somebody was like, "Well, that's not very nice." And I'm like, "Excuse you, I can bully my friend if I want to." 
I was like, I called her a bitch this morning. It's fine. Like, <laughs> this is how we talk to each other. <laughs> we get on a call and I'm like, hey, fuck ass. <laughs> it's because we're mentally ill. Speaking of being mentally ill. <laughs> um... Let's, let's talk about like the way people talked about Wanda, continue to talk about Wanda when it comes to grief and trauma. And also, I think it's pretty fair to say like Wanda probably suffers from some sort of mental illness, i.e. PTSD, perhaps. Um, like, why the way you talk about Wanda says a lot and makes your mentally ill friends wary of you. Yep. Um, Ash, I know you saw a lot of this shit on Twitter of like people saying really kind of gross things about Wanda. Yeah. Um, and it's at the end of the day, it's really hard not to take all that personally. Yeah. When you're like a profoundly mentally ill person or, or or someone with a persistent mental illness, I guess would be the better way to phrase that. Um, cause I've got one of the big, the big, the big, the, I've got one of the big, the big boy, scary mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and hearing people talk about Wanda that way, it's yeah. not scary. It's just, I'm just being, I know, you know, people think it's scary, right? Right. And, and seeing all these people talk about Wanda that way, about how she's a bad person. Again, it's like really hard not to take that shit personally. Yeah. Um, and even now people are still doing it. People are like, I want to see Wanda like become a villain. Yeah. It's like, she's not. Or like, <laughs> or like people saying like really gross things like oh wanda's psychotic and stuff like that that's and it's just like let's not let's demonize psychosis further and let's uh examine our internalized misogyny yeah. as well <laughs> because yeah. that always seems to happen with female characters or femme presenting characters in situations Again, like this tony stark can you know mm -hmm. exactly have all of his issues and it's fine but mm-hmm but Wanda Maximoff can't because she's she woman. Yeah, it's. I have a feeling scary, like a lot of the quote unquote. yeah yeah I have a feeling like a lot of the folks that listen to us aren't well you know I mean I think I think part of the thing is I was gonna say a lot of the folks that listen to us probably aren't saying these things or doing these things but I think it is very easy to fall prey to it like thinking oh i'm gonna retweet this thing it doesn't like it's not um overtly ableist when it comes to mental illnesses but it's like very microaggression-y um and like making those mistakes of kind of following along with and and contributing to conversations that are a little a little bit of ableism when it comes to mental health when they're talking about Wanda. I mean, I don't know. It's just very, it's hard to, you know, as another person with one of the big scaries, like, <laughs> it's really hard to see people talk about this and be like, oh, Wanda's the villain because she feels this way or she experiences this. And it's just like, man, I have to spend a lot of my life grappling with, like, feeling like I'm a terrible person because of my mental illness. Like, I don't want to hear it from you, too. <laughs> and it's especially a lot. It's like when you are in, like, the throes of really, really bad mental health, you mm -hmm. do bad things sometimes. You treat people terribly. It yeah. doesn't make you a terrible person, right? Yeah. Um, 
And that's the thing I think that got me more than anything else. It's like, yeah, you can be a difficult person when you're, at least in my case, right? I'm not going to speak for everybody. But uh, you can be like a difficult person um, when you're suffering from one of the the quote-unquote big scary mental illness. I have OCD. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. a miserable thing to live with and it's miserable for everyone around me. Um, And and like to, to basically, again, it's really hard to not take it personally when people are like, oh, Wanda's Mm -hmm. just intentionally hurting people right and it's Mm -hmm. like no that's not how that works (laughs) it's like just shut up about wanda being a villain (laughs) right very clearly not one honestly one like i think what was i gonna say shit oh i think uh kind of going back to like some of the things that wandavision does really well is the the concept of like your mental illness provides an explanation, but never an excuse kind of thing. Cause like Mm -hmm. we can look at, you know, I'm bipolar. And so I'm likely to make very impulsive decisions and not always be the nicest person. Um, because I'm irritable more often than not when I'm unmedicated. Um, and like that helps provide an explanation, but it's never an excuse for me being like a shitty person to somebody else. Um, But it's just like most of us that are mentally ill, especially those of us who with who live with severe and persistent mental illnesses, like we know that Um, we don't need you to constantly be reminding us. Right. And like we don't need you to constantly be like, this is really, really bad behavior and like stuff. like It's like we know. And we're, we're working like, on it. I also it, don't, don't want to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm in yeah. therapy. I'm trying my best. You know? Right. Like, right. Like, yeah. I am on multiple medications and I see my therapist and all sorts of stuff like that. Like, I'm fucking trying. You don't need to demonize me, you neurotypical person. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, fucking watch the way you talk about Wanda. And I think it's, like, really... I mean, ableism is something that um, people don't always notice um, mm-hmm. that what they're saying is ableist. So yeah. listen to the the mentally ill and neurodivergent people in your life or in your Twitter circle or whatever. Um, or on this podcast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, I, be better. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, like just like superheroes as a genre has really fallen lazily on trauma and mental illness as a trope Mm -hmm. for villainy or just plot devices or whatever. And it's like, we need to break that cycle because it's not. And I think WandaVision is like one of the things that is trying to break that cycle and like making it more of a conversation rather than like, a a plot point and something mm-hmm. that it's something that is I don't know is different <laughs> and nice mm-hmm. but the fact that people are still having like resorting back to the conversations about these ableist conversations around mental health is like mm-hmm. okay like the whole point of having art that expresses things in this way is so that you can re-examine like what it is that has come before it essentially yeah 
Yeah. And I think that was, I don't, I don't want to speak for the creators, but I feel like that is a big purpose of this show is to re-examine what we think about the superhero world and like what mental health and grief and all of that means when we're talking about like super powered beings and Mm -hmm. what that translates to, to us as just like normal humans. Um, And it just says a lot when you like see people that like you're friends with just kind of like defaulting and lazily talking about it in ways that this is clearly pushing away from. Yeah. I think like the other thing too, with superhero stuff in general, and and a lot of it has to do with the very long and problematic history of Wanda. Yeah. Uh, People just can't let go of like, yeah, she was horrible in the comics because people didn't know how to write her. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. like a really simple like Those comics yeah. came out in 2005. Let it go. <laughs> like exactly. Right. <sighs> like yeah. just and- let go of this idea of like Wanda is this crazy evil person. Cuz that's clearly not what they're doing. And that's clearly yeah, not what the right. comics have been doing for like the past 10 years. Like yeah. yeah. <sighs> they they make it very clear like hey, this is what we're doing and people like whether we're talking about exploring Wanda's mental health and grief or like this is what the show is, not the backdoor pilot for Mephisto <laughs> or Reed Richards or, you know, whoever. Like nobody wants to take WandaVision what it was giving us at face value. Like it was literally like this is exactly what we're giving you. That's it. There's like no ulterior motives here. It is this woman with trauma a romance a family like all of these things are very like eh, we can't have that like nope. they're all things that very i've already seen people be like falcon and the winter soldier is going to be a backdoor to the fantastic four and i'm like it's not Why? i promise you it's not nobody wants I blame to star wars, wars at this I... point <laughs> because <laughs> that luke skywalker cameo has ruined everything <laughs> Yeah, as has like the That's the Boba a... Fett shit, like all of that stuff has ruined it. <laughs> it's like I love that shit, but at the same time, it's like it let people like feel like they're gonna like get whatever crazy speculation that they've been. Yeah. <sighs> Even though in the Mandalorian, Boba Fett being there made perfect sense. Never mind. Yeah. But... <laughs> Well, yeah. we're not going to go there because we're big Boba Fett stands now, and so that's yeah. no, me too. Point. Of course, yeah, I'm not complaining <laughs> about the presence of Boba Fett. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's justice that he gets his own show at this point, but yeah, I fully blame Star Wars for that and Disney, to be honest, because and it's like we're getting a Fantastic Four movie in a couple of years. Just wait, <laughs> you'll see Reed Just... Richards in like three years. You'll be okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we'll get Chris Evans as the Human Torch again. <laughs> Please just have that happen unexplained. Like, yeah, that is that is still my favorite thing to this date. Of like, fuck it, why not? Let's open the multiverse, and like, if that means Peter Maximoff can become Pietro Maximoff, cool. Also, let's bring back Chris Evans as Johnny Storm, and like, not say anything about it like it's just that's just that's just johnny storm and like people will be like you know you really look like and he's like ah tony stark yeah i know like i get that all the time (laughs) and like there's nothing else said about it 
I really want to understand what was going through casting directors' minds when they were casting him for Captain America. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's another Marvel property. They'll I, never make an MCU. It's fine. We'll I read. I read that it was actually somewhat of a problem. Like really? they were wow. kind of concerned about it at the time. Oh, uh, there's no other actors in the entire world that could not play that could play Captain America. Like, not yeah. that I'm saying that Chris Evans is a bad Captain America because I have big thirst for that. But yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I wonder if, like, yeah, like, at that time, they were thinking, like, okay, maybe we're gonna get to, um, the Avengers, and, like, okay, that's it for the MCU, like, we've got our big team-up movie, and now (laughs) here we are in 2021. There's very much a part of me that wants, there's very much a part of me that wants to go back to 15-year-old Ash watching Avengers, or 16, I don't know how old I was, and be like, hi, um, in like eight years, you're gonna get a TV show about Wanda and Vision. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> I would an have. Infinity Stone. <laughs> Who's that red guy? <laughs> I distinctly remember watching Avenger, and I watched it with like four or five friends. And Thanos shows up at the post credit scene. Literally, all all of them turned to me and went, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Why is Grimace here? <laughs> Why is Grimace? <laughs> oh god. It's Who's this... that raisin looking son of a bitch? <laughs> I mean, I th- I think that's one of the most incredible and like kind of crazy things oh, about hi, the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Bye Chuck. Chris and I are sharing an office again. Oh, Chris is back. He forgot his phone. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, bye. I love you. Okay. Chris and I are sharing an office again. He's been here this whole time, like quietly playing video games, and now he's decided to leave. So. Wow, he was playing video games. I'm really impressed. Yeah. That would never happen in he's this house. Cod. <laughs> he's playing COD. Wow. How was yeah. he so quiet? Seriously. I, he was playing COD Cold War. Which I often make fun of because I'm like, there's a lot of shooting for a Cold War. <laughs> like, there's a lot of pew pews for this Cold War. Like, you know, I'm, my, you know what my, you know what my favorite thing about COD Cold War is? It hmm. uh, Ronald, it, it offers they them as a pronoun, a pronoun choice. So war criminal Ronald Reagan will will respect non-binary pronouns. Wow. <laughs> Chris told me that you can How kill Ronald Reagan in that game. Yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, you can totally kill Ronald. I'm pretty sure you can kill Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, I want to play. Uh, <laughs> I play I'm willing to play this game now. I only want to play Call of Duty if I can kill former U.S. presidents. <laughs> 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 Not even just Ronald Reagan. Let me get at all of them. They're all racist. Terrible yeah. people. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to end up on a list somewhere because I just said that. Bold of you to we're assume you're already already. Yeah. yeah like, like, I joined the club. <laughs> you, by association with me, are on the Lucasfilm Limited list. <laughs> you're on the shit list. You're also on the communist list now, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Mandalorian. Oh, damn, I hate being associated with communists. That's so terrible. (laughs)
Whatever oh, will no. I do? I truly <laughs> want to know what is communist about the Mandalorian. Like, please explain Nothing. that to me because I just don't see it. <laughs> Nothing. Anything. Anything. No, but I want to know what they what they think. Anything that is a myota to the left <laughs> of far right. War crimes, terrorism, like, what are we talking here? Or is it single dads? Was, like... it, the part, was it the part where Marx just shows up out of nowhere and starts talking about theory? <laughs> the proletariat? It's my favorite part. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part is when Karl Marx shows up after Luke Skywalker and is just like, sees the means of production. <laughs> What? Bo-Katan, you're the bourgeois. It's gonna take down no, you're <laughs> Mando, you're the ruler now. Oh, oh my god. Bo-Katan, no. bourgeoisie. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the title. This is not Star Wars episode, but Bo-Katan is the bourgeoisie. <laughs> We're gonna confuse a lot of people because they're gonna come into it and be like, "Oh yeah, they're talking about the Mandalorian some more. Cool." And it's just like drama. <laughs> I mean, for the first ten minutes of this episode, we talked about Prince Charles or Prince or <laughs> Prince. <laughs> Prince, yeah. Prince it's like, what the fuck are they talking about? Wait, um, okay. So I I had to look uh, up Man- the Mandalorian and communism to see like. Where are people getting that from? Um, but there's a YouTube video out there called <laughs> Communist But Still Good, The Mandalor- the Mandalorian Episode 3, The Sin. Episode 3! <laughs> <laughs> Open link in new tab. Episode good. Episode 3 of The Mandalorian is coming. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he, he, like, straight up opens it with, like, The Mandalorian Chapter 3, The Sin, feels a little bit communist. (laughs) Just a Where? I... People don't know what words mean. Like, (laughs) just saying words. (laughs) Again, anything that's even slightly to the left of their far-right dipshittery is like, Oh, you're so shit It's communism. Ah, uh, oh you know what? Okay, relate it back to Long Vision. Norm, or yeah, Norm is a communist. So, <laughs> Vision outs Norm. Hell of a way to out your out your neighbor is a communist Vision, like right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, people are talking about it, especially with the firing of Gina Carano. Okay, Great. well, because they were all about her <laughs> strong female character being cast on the show in the first have place. You, have y'all seen that graphic God. of, like, the far-right reactionary dipshits? And they're all like, Cara Dune, Mary Sue, Cara Dune's terrible. Is, is Mandalorian turning into SJW? And now it's like, they can't take Gina Carano away. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. People are so stupid. Oh, but somebody tweeted the the person who runs the account. Your fave is a communist. That the Mandalorian is a communist. So he's a communist. Oh. I believe it. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, there's nothing yeah, that's physically. In <laughs> he's gonna. Din's now the Mandalore. He's gonna seize the means of production. <laughs> Bogatan is the bourgeois. <laughs> bourgeois bitch. <laughs> this is how Din Djurin um. <laughs> reforms Mandalore and makes it the. It's like a socialist communist utopia. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a socialist utopia that even like the first order is like, now nah, we're not gonna mess with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did we end up uh, talking about Star Wars? How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Jesse, your oh. camera is doing the Jersey Shore thing again. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Get crazy. Get wild. Let's party. <laughs> if you want to do something, do something crazy. Sorry. I was. Oh, wow. The Jersey you did Shore that whole <laughs> Just right off the top of your head, huh? I used to watch Jersey Shore with my dad every Thursday night. That was my. Wow. Yeah. That was mine and my dad's shit. We watched Jersey Shore together. Leave me alone. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's real cute. (laughs) We love reality TV shows. That was our thing. Star Wars and reality television. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we're both therapists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anything else we want to say about WandaVision? It good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't watched it, we've spoiled literally everything for you. <laughs> it's still worth watching, though. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I guess then, do we have any new reviews? I Well, actually, we do. We Just kidding. Um, oh, we I should, guess we, we didn't announce who won the giveaway, but let's do that next time because I didn't We haven't figured out that, that yet. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> so, or you could just do Ash- what Danny did and read a Rogue Pod review. No. On- <laughs> Why the fuck would I do that? Just did you oh, know that I Danny did. read an LBT yes. review? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I screen recorded it and then sent it to Jess. <laughs> like, I, you did. That's exactly what you did. I was like, what is this? Why are you sending me this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I haven't listened to this episode yet. Why are you spoiling it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a new review though. Um uh from V San Co. V S O N C C O. However you pronounce that. Um Great podcast. <laughs> I enjoy Star Wars and rants about Star Wars, so I enjoy being able to listen and will continue to enjoy this podcast. Thank you. Five stars. Thank you. We appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And to the cowards who continue to leave us one-star ratings, write a fucking review. You won't. I want to know. Why? (laughs) Why are we a one-star podcast? Tell us. Now. But, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm also supposed to talk about where you can find us. We're a lousy, beautiful town. Um, <laughs> you can find us <laughs> on Twitter at LBTpod, and you can send us an email if you want. Nobody emails us. Um, or at least I don't think people we don't do. Check I- the email to be fair. <laughs> 
you know, it's like 112 emails. Yeah. We're like, no one yeah, emailed. Yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> I think the last time I checked our email, we had 69 in our inbox, which was like, <laughs> which is very nice. No, all of the emails that we have are from Patreon um, and just getting her transcripts. <laughs> Working <Sure>. on it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Jess is using Trans- transcripts for the podcast, not like college transcripts. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, look, uh, Jess is using our podcast for her own personal gain. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh yeah, that's right. We were, we we're looking into getting our, our episodes transcribed. Um, it's just very expensive. Yeah, I, we just don't have anywhere to put them because we don't have a website. So, oh, I'm I guess we got to do that. How oh, to do that? We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that out. But you can email us at lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com and you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you leave us a five star review, like the so lovely one that I just read like two minutes ago, um, on Apple Podcasts, I am contractually obligated to read it on the show. So give us more reviews. We like attention. Um, what? What did you want to say, Jess? Oh, I was going to say, Ash, where are you at? Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask Ash where they're at. Oh, where are you uh, at, Ash? <laughs> Mentally, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually, metaphysically. The ship of thesis. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have we time to unpack all of that. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Rogue Quadrant, uh, at Rogue Quadrant or wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, it's Star don't Wars. It's that. a Star Wars book. It's a quote unquote Star Wars book club podcast. <laughs> Every time oh. you guys say that, it cracks me. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Um, um, and you can also find me on Ponder Vision, uh, which is a MCU discussion show. Uh, we talked about like five episodes of One Vision, and uh, we're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up. Oh, cool! I'm glad that you and Charlie mm. are going to continue doing that. Huzzah! I was on an episode of Ponder Vision. You should listen to that. I insulted Ash, and somebody said I was mean. So. <laughs> We terrorized Charlie for like an hour and a half. It was great. I was like, I don't think Charlie understands what he's going to do. Jess, where can people find you? You can find me at RBM Cecilia. Shut the fuck up! of last episode we discussed was Abby ever going to make a Twitter that is RBM Cecilia and she said fuck now well guess what I made one for her I mean she made one herself and all about how much she loves Arby's it's fantastic and her uncle follows the podcast my favorite thing is that I have a locked Twitter account so I was like oh who sent me a follower request it was RBM Cecilia Cecilia has requested to follow you. <laughs> the best part about this is that I I gotta I had to make a new email. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make a new G 
Gmail account because I don't have any more emails I can use to make Twitter accounts. So I made rbmcecilia at gmail.com if you want to email me. And tell us how much you love Arby's. <laughs> how dare you? Your Uncle Tom follows the account. I know. My high school friends follow my one high school friend Brian was like, Why did we never think of this in high school? And I'm like, I'm glad we didn't think of this in high school. Chris like, follows it. It's fantastic. I'm oh, I'm God. so upset. I, I hate everybody who followed RB and Cecilia. <laughs> and then also genuinely believed that it was me. <laughs> It is you. And no, this is not. The second, the second I saw the Twitter account, I was like, this has Jess written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and the bitch tried to follow me on my private Twitter account. <laughs> she followed me on my personal account. She followed me on Rosé Till Christmas Day. And now she followed me. She requested to follow me on my private account. And I said, no. No, you may not. <laughs> You have to draw the I, line somewhere. I got, you got to look at yourself and be like, what am I willing to put up with today? <laughs> Not this. <laughs> uh, um, but you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess, although I'm job hunting right now. So my Twitter is private. So if you don't know, I guess follow me, I'm not RBM Sorry. Cecilia. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one that's public at this point. Uh, Abby, where can people find you besides RBM Cecilia? That's not me. <laughs> you sure can find is. me. Shut the fuck up. You can find me at Abby, A-B-B-Y. <laughs> I'm Cecilia. Abby is in my name. That is my name. <laughs> you can find me sure at it Abby is, Arby. and Cecilia. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna change my, your name and my phone to Arby no, right you're now. Not. <laughs> hey, Abby, did you get a package in the mail recently? <laughs> I don't know. Did I? Or did Arby get a package in the mail? <laughs> Did you send me something with my name being <laughs> Jessica? Oh my god. I, I cannot believe you. <laughs> to my account it links to the rbm cecilia account i am amazed that she has not abused her powers as a fellow admin on the lbt discord and re-nicknamed me arby also ash is still an admin how did that I'm happen an admin on the LBT discord. <laughs> so is Emma. why am i an admin on the lbt discord i don't know i just I never changed it. I'm definitely fucking changing your nickname to Arby. No! <laughs> anyway, you can find me at Abby and Cecilia. And I was gonna announce, like, something cool, but then y'all derailed it with Arby. <laughs> announce it! Announce it! It's good. It's cool. It's relevant to the beginning, our beginning discussion. <laughs> yeah. So, if you also are wondering how much Prince Philip's Necromancer makes, boy, do I have a podcast for you. 
um, <laughs> which just launched this week. Uh, is I'm I'm doing a podcast with our friend Danny. It is called Royally Screwed. Um, it is two Americans trying to learn about British royal history in the most American way possible through television. Um, so we watch an episode of a of a period drama about British royalty and talk about it, and then also do like an actual history quote unquote lesson neither of us are qualified to give history lessons but we did research i guess um <laughs> and it's a lot of fun um danny and i are very chaotic together we're both from the midwest so what do you expect um but yeah that is royally screwed on the encyclopedia network and right now it's only available on spotify because um it's a pain in the ass to get podcasts approved on different podcatchers so it eventually be there but yeah is it its and, own feed or is it on the encyclopedia feed? Yeah, it has its own mm-hmm. feed on Spotify. Um, but like any any updates for Royally Screwed, um, you will find them on the encyclopedia Twitter. So, yeah, I'm very excited. Abby, you're safe from your nickname and Discord being changed because I don't know how to do that. Yay! <laughs> this bitch is still going to change it in their phone, though. I actually didn't. Oh, Will I do it later? Probably. Did I? <laughs> Let me see. I don't know if I did. Oh, I didn't. Wow, I'm slacking. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I love you so much. You're never coming back. Watch, we're going to do another episode where it's just me and Jasmine's like, hey, we want Ash to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's two favorite hosts, Ash and Jacqueline. (laughs) Ash and Jacqueline are just going to be LBT soon, and we're just going to not be here. We're going to fade away (laughs) into non-existence. Hey, our one-year anniversary is coming, or two-year anniversary is coming up. Also, Chris is back. Oh, wow. Hey, Chris. Chris is very hot. And just pulled two clementines out of his pocket. <laughs> oh, you brought me a clementine? And me. Yeah, you, one of them is for me. Oh, you're so sweet. Aww, that's, that's the Asian way to say I love you, is they bring you fruit. It is. It is. It's very true. Uh, anyway, let's end this podcast. Because <laughs> I'm tired of talking about being mean to me. <laughs> We don't have a sign off, so bye. And I fucked Filoni's wife, too. (laughs) Fuck, I'm funny.